Welcome to the Dear Heart in the Brain podcast, where we discuss science and science-based tools in everyday life, particularly in neurobiology, exercise physiology, and the nutritional sciences. My name is Jessica Wong, and I am a neuroscience student at the University of Southern California. Today's podcast episode is going to be all about revenge bedtime procrastination. So, what exactly is revenge bedtime procrastination? If you find yourself prioritizing leisure activities over sleep at night by scrolling through your Instagram or Facebook newsfeed, or just telling yourself you're going to watch one more episode during your prime sleep hours, then you might be engaging in this revenge bedtime procrastination syndrome. This happens to the best of us when our days are filled to the brim of work, school, and other personal responsibilities, but you can always take back control. As always, I wanted to mention that this podcast is part of my effort to bring zero cost to consumer public education about science, as it is unrelated to my roles as a personal trainer and undergraduate student. So... This term of revenge bedtime procrastination was first used by Dr. Christine Lee. Dr. Lee describes this phenomenon as when we are trying to squeeze out the last few drops of juice out of our day. It's not about just bedtime procrastination or delayed sleep phase syndrome, right? It's now talking about taking revenge or even more accurately, regaining control over our life. Right. So, bedtime procrastination was defined as failing to go to bed at the intended time because of poor self-discipline. That was what was said in 2014. It's all about poor self-discipline, they said. But two years later, this phenomenon surfaced on China's social media platform with the addition of emotion called revenge, right? And this literal translation of revenge bedtime procrastination is suffering through the night vengefully it's all about staying up late in a self-revenge way even when it brings no obvious benefits but about compensating yourself mentally after a long day of duties and responsibilities where the night is the only time you may have the precious quote-unquote me time to regain control right people who engage in this phenomenon want to get more sleep but they fail to do so, which is termed as the intention behavior gap. So there is this awesome New York-based journalist, and her name is Daphne K. Lee. Daphne K. Lee, she was talking about how this revenge bedtime procrastination phenomenon refers to when people don't have that much control over their daytime life. So they refuse to sleep early in order to gain some some sort of freedom during the late night hours and Dr. Carter, who is a clinical psychologist at the Hong Kong Clinic Mind and Life, says that the pandemic, right, coronavirus, coronavirus, has aggravated this revenge bedtime procrastination. As previously, before the pandemic, there was no distinction between, or there was a distinction between home time and working hours, right? And this Revenge bedtime procrastination psychological strategy allows people to redirect their frustrations or is believed to redirect their insecurities as well by thinking that you are stealing time from your own sleep to escape the robotic daytime routine. So this is pretty interesting, right? 
If you find yourself revenge bedtime procrastinating, it would be best to set some boundaries during the day, I feel like. The feeling of wanting more control and freedom, that's valid, right? So we gotta find ways to address more of those needs before sundown. Some suggestions could be to read a book during your lunch break, pick up some more takeout more often, watch one of your favorite episodes of your favorite show during midday, or however freedom may look like to you, right? Maybe even bringing a soccer ball right next to you so that when you have your lunch break, you could play a little bit of soccer for those 20 to 25 minutes. And as you know, wellness is all about creating a life that you don't want to escape from, right? So if you may be challenged by bedtime procrastination, you may benefit from making some minor to major changes in your lifestyle, such as adopting fulfilling hobbies. Me time seems so premium these days, especially with working from home and dealing with day-to-day stressors at home and the boundaries between work and the boundaries between home that used to exist for commutes, lunch breaks, and moments for co-worker connections have now been blurred. And that's all right, right? Because we can always regain control. The reason why this revenge bedtime procrastination phenomenon has to be addressed because there's this health toll and putting off our bedtime isn't as harmless as it sounds. We're going to have an episode next about sleep where we learn about how the lack of sleep truly affects your working memory and negatively affects your alertness, cognition, and reasoning, and how sleep deprivation is linked to mental health issues such as anxiety and depression. One interesting finding was that in this 2020 study, they found that those who slept less before getting their flu shot developed fewer protective antibodies compared to those who slept longer. Chronically sleeping less than six hours per time will dampen your immune system. And this reminds me of the economic principle of trade-offs, right? I get that one may want more time to catch up with themselves, and that's totally fine, and that's cool. But there's a price that must be paid for that. And how do we take action to stop revenge bedtime procrastination? Well, I want you to think of sleep like a flight. When your flight has a 10 p.m. departure, you don't get to the airport at 10 p.m. You get there at 9 or 9.30, latest. So instead of resisting your bedtime when it rolls around, let's prepare for it by creating a similar routine for ourselves to give time to wind down and start your brain for a bit. Let's welcome sleep rather than trying to force it upon ourselves because often we expect to fall asleep the second our head hits the pillow, right? And Ms. Daphne Lee talks about how if we are choosing to eventually delay our bedtime, knowing the consequences and the conventional advice of just to quote-unquote sleep earlier is probably not that helpful, okay? Instead, I feel like a better answer might be to take a closer inspection at our life and our life routines to deduce where our frustrations, where we feel like we don't have enough control actually reside and figure out how we can strategically seize the day there not just the night right wellness is all about creating a lifestyle that you never want to escape from some suggestions that i have for you if you struggle with this phenomenon is to introduce more relaxation methods in your life that can help ease you into sleep creating an inviting bedroom environment that is dark and quiet with a comfortable mattress can also help you go to sleep more make going to sleep more appealing right this inviting sleep space may may counteract this desire to sacrifice sleep for leisure activities okay think about it like this 
when we are filled with sufficient sleep, our wakeful hours will be much more efficient and we will likely have much more time for me time, especially when we're functioning in a well-rested state. And revenge bedtime procrastination is an emerging concept in sleep science, so there has been a number of ongoing debates about the psychology behind this voluntary sleep reduction. It's a very new thing. And however, owning the awareness of what you're doing at night and how harmful it potentially may be in the long term can definitely help. Of course, the more we know about our sleep, the more we will prioritize it, which is why there are constant themes in all of these podcast episodes. An important feature of this podcast, as you know, is that we dive deep into topics for several episodes at a time. So by stopping here, I recognize that there are probably many more questions, and the great thing about it is that there are a lot more episodes coming out related to these things. So if you ever have a question about a follow-up question with anything that I talked about today, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or a message on Facebook, and please recommend this podcast if you like it. Subscribe to it on Spotify. This community that we are creating here, where we discuss neuroscience, is best supported by your involvement in questions, and I will distill them in the most commonly asked questions for future podcast episodes. So the next episode, we can move forward into talking about even deeper stuff beyond this. Thank you so much for your time, your attention, and above all, thank you for your interest in science.